We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. One of the lasting memories of last year, the frozen in time standings on the left field scoreboard, showing the Red Sox with their 108 regular season wins, Baltimore with 47. 61-game lead, one over the other. Very different look on that scoreboard now. Uh, the Red Sox, not 61 games up on Baltimore. Would you believe one game down? First homestand of the season in the books. It featured a mere split against the Orioles, 8-1. to one, The final on Patriots Day. The Sox will hit the road now with a record of 6-11. and 11. This is not a drill. But this is the best podcast you'll hear today. Sox Daily, right now. Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're gonna find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Lewis. With the marathon going as the game was going, maybe it's a good time to revisit the parable of the tortoise. And the hair. That's got to be the narrative now with a record of 6 and 11. So, everyone remember their Aesop, their fables? Not the third base coach, that's Fabulous. Fables is something that helps advance a narrative. So, let's review what that was. The hare, uh, also known as a rabbit, sprints out very quickly, like a hairy Rob Bradford running the 26.2. But then, not unlike Brad Foe, he gets a little cocky, he eases up, and the tortoise just keeps plugging noting that slow and steady wins the race. So, indeed, maybe this is just a slow rollout for Boston, a soft open for the restaurant, just the basics for now. You add the chef's specials later on. That's got to be the hope for what this is, because the unlikely hare, the rabbit of the AL East right now, is Tampa Bay, out very quickly with great starting pitching top to bottom. Red Sox starting pitching, we don't really need to go there, but uh, this is starting to fester. It was naturally assumed that the Rays would pitch okay, at least because their rotation, which already had a Cy Young Award winner and Blake Snell, added veteran Charlie Morton, and Tyler Glasnow shows up, and Yanni Chirinos was already there. They've combined to go 5-0 and with a 0.6 ERA. Chirinos benefiting last year from that whole opener thing. He's now kind of adapting as the guy who can actually go more than just a few innings. He's a more conventional starting pitcher type now. The Rays have actually only used the opener in two of their first 14 games. But beyond the pitching, the Rays are also pounding the ball. And that's not something that the Red Sox are doing right now. Tampa Bay has scored at least once in the first inning 10 times out of 14 games. Seven straight at one point. Longest for any team since 2006. So these guys may be in it for the long haul this year little something to keep in the back of your mind as you look at 6 and 11. So a couple of hours before Monday's annual Patriots Day game was set to start, we had this piece of weirdness. Alex Cora putting together what will probably go down as his most, shall we say, creative lineup of the year. That's the hope anyway. Dustin Pedroia was at DH. Steve Pierce in left. And not kidding here, Christian Vasquez 
was at second base for the first time in his career. Not Ramon Vasquez, infield coach. That would have been fine 12 years ago. Uh, the man who was originally going to start in left field, Blake Swihart, wound up as a catcher. Eduardo Nunez, a guy that can play anywhere, was on the bench. Of course, Brock Holt, another Swiss Army knife type, is on the IL. Why all the craziness? Well, Cora was trying to stay away from Nunez for whatever uh, reason that was. It was an undisclosed reason at the time. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he has a nagging injury. Maybe he was rooting on Bradford in the marathon. little Dixie cup of water, a little pom-pom. Vasquez had caught the last three. That included day games Saturday and Sunday. So I get that. You don't need him behind the plate again. Pedroia is still on that formulated schedule in his first week back from missing pretty much all of last year. Andrew Benintendi, the right foot bruise. Jackie Bradley Jr.'s got the flu. So this is a grab bag lineup. Game begins, no rain. That's nice despite the forecast. Top two, Orioles grab the lead on a walk and an error and a base hit from Renato Nunez. That off Hector Velazquez, who made it through three in a spot start. Everybody was hoping for five. They got three. It stayed one nothing until the fifth when Jonathan VR pounded a high slider into right that knocked in his ninth run of the year already. Jonathan VR, the leadoff hitter for the Sad Sack Orioles, has more RBIs than Devers, Pierce, Pedroia, Holt, and Bradley combined. That is not fake news. Uh, in fact, if you just make it Bradley and Devers, those are two RBI guys for sure, you thought. Four runs batted in between the two of them in 118 at-bats. So anyway, a little later in that fifth inning with VR now at second, Dwight Smith Jr. tucks one just over the wall, just inside the pesky pole, only ballpark in the world where a six-foot high line drive that goes 300 feet counts as a home run. But it counted for Dwight Smith Jr. Dwight Smith Sr., you might remember, was a pretty good player himself. As a rookie with the Cubs in 89, finished second to his own teammate, Jerome Walton, for Rookie of the Year. He even sang the national anthem that season. Senior, one career hit at Fenway in 13 ABs. Junior, two two-run homers just in this series. So on the bottom of the fifth against journeyman Dan Straley, who had entered with an ERA in the 19s, Xander Bogarts gets the engine revving a bit, leadoff hustling infield single. Up comes Devers with those two RBIs all year. One of them, in fairness, a walk-off to win a game earlier on the homestand. He goes up 3-0, gets the green light, and fouls off a belt-high fastball. Man, I mean, that's, that was sitting right there. But the swing and a miss then to make it a three-and-two count. And just when you're thinking, come on, he tomahawks a high fastball on the right. You got first and third, one out. Steve Pierce at least gets the, the socks on the board with the fielder's choice to third. Late slide from Devers to make sure it's not a double play out at second. Brandon Hyde, the Orioles' manager, argues it was too late of a slide, gets ejected. Always a fun aside when a manager gets run, and since the Orioles are the opponent, how can you not hearken back to the little bantam rooster Earl Weaver? Tom Verducci had the line. He said Weaver was the Mozart of managerial ejections. He brought such versatility, craft, and brilliance to getting tossed. I mean, there would be hat tossing and dirt kicking and finger pointing and F-bombs. He had it all. Weaver versus umpires was comic gold. It was like Coyote versus Roadrunner. And I, I, I miss Earl Weaver. I miss that whole managerial archetype. Uh, you know, the kind of guy that the famous story about Pat Kelly, a pretty religious player, approached Earl Weaver, said, Earl, I hope you walk with the Lord one day. And Earl said, you know what, Pat? I hope you walk with the bases loaded one day. It, Earl said on, on my tombstone, just right here lies the sorest loser that ever lived. 
And one of his contemporaries from the umpiring ranks once said, when Earl Weaver dies, the family will have to pay for pallbearers. That was the nature of the, the umpire-manager relationship back in the day. But that, that doesn't happen much anymore. Every, everything's very kind and gentle these days. So after all that, uh, up comes Blake Swihart, 10-pitch A-B, but he lines to right. You've got two down in the inning. It's left to the second baseman, Christian Vasquez, and he grounds one right back to Straley. It stays a very frustrating, mind-numbing 4-1. to one. Next scoring in the game, two-run homer from Chris Davis off Heath Hembry. Really? Chris Davis, the guy who was 0 for 54, now he's 3 for his last 5. And, of course, this was a guy who at one point was a home run machine. 53 homers led the league in 2013. He was third in the MVP balloting that year, got the big contract. You'd hate to think he's back into a groove now at the Red Sox expense. That home run made it 6-1, to then a two-run ninth-inning double for Smith to make it 8-1. to A very disappointing outcome, to put it very mildly. Baltimore pitching, it allowed at least one home run, 16 straight games, but not in game number 17. Dan Straley the win, five innings of two-hit ball. Yep, the guy whose ERA had been 19-29. Should we hear what the manager had to say after the game? Why not? Here's Alex Cora. Difficulty today. Pitching to the edges and us expanding. Um, I mean, <clears throat> he was going for a really bad one, so probably he made some adjustments, but I think... You know, he's used his change-up down out of the zone, and, you know, we we expand the zone a little bit. Alex, uh, is there anything you're seeing on a you're, you're seeing or not seeing from the lineup on a consistent basis as you kind of wait to... Um, to I mean, there's a lot of searching uh, throughout the lineup. Um, you know, we got some good games, but... And then we don't. So uh, it hasn't been as consistent as we know we can be. Um, there's a few guys that are searching, you know, and uh, keep working at it. And we haven't been able to, to put, like, good at-bats together um, in certain games. You know, today was the perfect example, you know. Um, and uh, but we'll find it. We keep working at it. But I think it's, it's just that, you know, not, not everybody's clicking at the same time. And just to follow up on that, you talk about consistency. Last year with, you know, everything that you guys were doing before games, there was this, there was obvious consistency with what you were doing on a day-to-day basis that seemed to translate. Is, is it just a matter of it not showing up in games right now? Or I mean, sometimes it's mechanics. Sometimes it's just individuals. It's, it's not the whole group, you know. So, I mean, game plan is the same. It's just a matter of sometimes you don't feel right. And, and you're off in the virus box. And you try to compete. You try to, you know, um, get your nose in there and then try to do the best you can. But uh, sometimes mechanically you're not there, you know. And so I think it's, it's just that. Uh, you've played five series and haven't won one. Mm-hmm. How much does that surprise you and how much does that concern you? It doesn't concern me. It's just, you know, just a bad start. Um, we we shown some flashes you know, with Eduardo and David throwing the ball well. Um, today, we were in the game, you know, and we didn't make some pitches. They hit the ball at the ballpark, and it changed the whole thing. But, you know, for a while there, if you start looking, you know, um, after that Arizona game, you know, we were pitching better, keeping the ball in the ballpark, not too much damage, you know, uh, not too much hard, hard contact. I think today was the exception, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, we, we got to keep working at it. Uh, we go to New York tonight, and you know, we got a two-game series and go over there and, and win it. 
I know you said it doesn't concern you at this point, but at what point does it become, you know, is there a point, uh, a timeline that you're looking at, or is there something that you can change, you know, that, that you'd like to... We, we just got to keep working, keep preaching, you know. We, we know what we have to do, you know, as a group, you know, from the coaching staff to the players. So, um, you know, we, we keep talking the game, preaching, trying to get, get better, and it will get better. So, yeah, I mean, there's no time to tell. Obviously... The sooner the better, you know. Trust me, I'm not saying that. Let's wait a month and 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 fix this. But we're we're working on it on a daily basis. You know, it just you know right now the results you know is they're not out there in the field. What did you think of the job Christian did at second? Solid. He did a good job. He was in tune with the game. A lot of communication for a kid that hasn't played second base at the big league level. You could see it. He was in it. You know, um, we move into the shift. We put in the third. Communication with the pitcher as far as, like, bunts and all that. Communication with Xander. Communication with the dugout, with the first baseman. I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah. Could the intensity of playing at Yankee Stadium be just what the doctor ordered for this team? I mean, I don't think uh, the venue has to do with what we do, you know. Uh, We just got to play better. It can be Yankee Stadium or in Arizona, Seattle, Oakland. We just have to be better. Uh, also about the Yankees, is there any consolation that, that they are another team that's playing kind of below expectations? Right now, honestly, I'm not even, like, looking around. I know where, spe- where people is at, but we got to take care of us first and then do that. Do you expect to have uh, Ben Attendee and Jackie ready for tomorrow? Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, Jackie feels better. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Uh, Benny, a lot better. Uh, so it just... We'll see. When we get there, we'll see what lineup we got. You've had a bunch of guys who are known to throw strikes consistently have problems this year between Evaldi and Porcello starters. And then coming into today, Hector hadn't walked anybody, and then he walks you know, three of the first six hitters, and that leads to some problems. Is there any explanation for guys who have been so consistent with their control suddenly not being able to do so? I think, I think today Hector didn't have the split. Uh, he had a good fastball going, um, but the split out of the hand right away was a ball. You know, there were some, some tapes, you know, that they, they recognized it right away, and he was off. And right now he's basically like a two-pitch two pitcher, pitcher, but he's using the fastball in a different spot. But uh, I think that was, that was going on with him. You know, with the other two, um, we keep working. You know, Dana, you know, he's going to be looking for, for answers. And uh, CB and, and Banny, um, I've been saying all along. You know, hopefully the, first, the next one is the one we, we turn around. So you know, we got Chris going tomorrow. You know, we got we got the right guy to to go out there and uh, you know go deep in the game, give us a chance to win, and and do what we have to do. All right, there's the skipper, sixteen and three against Baltimore last year, two and two so far this year. Yet another reminder: nothing's going to be easy here in 2019. Xander Bogarts was asked about that and the chance to turn it around. Here's what he had to say. Just got to continue showing up every day, as I said, with that winning mentality. And I know we're going to go on a nice run. Just don't know when. So it will be nice to uh, go on one pretty soon. Especially with who you have coming up this week, Yankees in Tampa. First Yankees, then Tampa. How nice would it be? It would be real nice. And you know that. Uh, we got two division rivals. Just played two of them. Uh, I mean, we played all right. You know, we played better than, than we were playing in the beginning. Uh, 
Now we got two uh, little stronger opponents, and we're playing away. We just gotta go in like we we, norm, we normally do, uh, handle our business, and play the best we can, and 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 really rack up them wins pretty quick. All right, so yes, yeah, Sox and Yankees take one coming up Tuesday. It'll be Paxton and Sale. They're a combined one and five with a 7.7 ERA. Last year, those two were a combined 33 and 10 with a 2.68 ERA. 15 million for Sale this year. That'll double next year. Nine million for Paxton. So what is that? 24 million combined for this year, and they are one and five with a 7.7. James Paxton, the Big Maple. Nicknamed by then Mariners bench coach Tim Bogar, uh, Paxton proudly Canadian, huge maple leaf tattoo on his right forearm. Bogar got one look at that and said, from now on, you're big maple. And eh, they've had a history of fun nicknames in that town in Seattle. Jay Buhner was Bone. Ken Griffey Jr. was the kid. The Supersonics used to roll with downtown Freddie Brown and Slick Watts, Gary the Glove, Peyton. Marshawn Lynch of the Seahawks was beast mode. So then big maple came along. Now that he's in New York... It's been a struggle for Paxton with mechanical issues, confidence issues, lackluster start, one and two, ERA of six. And that's after a really troubling outing against the Astros. He allowed five runs, including a couple of homers, was taken out in the fifth inning without having gotten an out. And that pretty much sealed Houston's three-game sweep of the Yankees. Houston's on fire right now. And just putting it out there, but, you know, the, the transition to the Yankees universe can sometimes be a little tougher than people think. If you remember Sonny Gray from a year ago, I think that was the case. As for Sale, he has said, I've never thrown the ball this bad in my life. Let's look at two key pitches. Last season, Sale had a 45% whiff rate on his slider. Three starts in this year, it is 29%. Fastball, everybody talking about the fastball. Last time out, average velocity was back up to 91.8 miles an hour. But remember, uh, it took 83 fastballs into the season before somebody finally swung and missed at one. Last year, swing rate of 53%. This year, swing rate of 33%. Swing and miss rate, 29% a year ago. Not even 7% this year. And batters aren't swinging as much on that fastball because he's just not throwing it in the zone as much. It was 53% last year, 38% this year. And I know it's just three outings. He was sick during one of them. He was recovering from being sick in another, but this is not the Chris Sale we need to see. We, we obviously know that. The Yankees, torn by injuries. We've talked about that. It, I mean, we went through this injured list. It reads like a William Faulkner novel, just on and on and on. The Yankees entered Monday 6-9. and nine. DJ LeMahieu, actually their best player so far. The former Rocky hitting 396. Luke Voigt, four home runs, but he's hitting barely 200. Aaron Judge, four home runs, but already had 21 strikeouts in a Monday. Greg Bird, Tyler Wade, Brett Gardner, all heading around a buck 80. Jay Haps had a sale slash Evaldi kind of start to his season. His ERA, 8.76. So it's the old something's got to give. Two-game series between two supposed Goliaths who are a combined 12 and 21. Not very Goliath-ish. But remember, tortoise in the hair. And you got two tortoises here. One flopped right on top of the other. One of them will feel at least a little more like a snappy bunny rabbit as of tomorrow night. We'll have the game for you on WEEI with Joe Kostig and Sean McDonough. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's called Sox Daily. Tell your friends. Bye-bye.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.